Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday, my friends. Yeah, Wednesday. Welcome to another round of Ghosting TalkSport Daily podcast. With me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, you can hear me on Drive all this week from 4pm. Now, we begin the podcast by looking back on last night's live and exclusive commentary from the Championship Clouds as Luton took on Sunderland in their semi-final second leg. Here's how it sounded on TalkSport. Took some time for the good times to come back to Camelwood Road, but here they are. It is a right-footed in-swinger towards the edge of the six-yard box, got him down and turned in. I think it's Gabe Oshaw that will take the credit for it. It's 2-2 on aggregate. Patterson has dropped it under Jerez, cleared off the line twice. Adebayo with the second one, which was hammered away. And Luton is playing to the game plan. It's served them so well over the course of the season. Can take a touch before delivering a second ball. Look here! 2-0 Luton. Who says lightning doesn't strike twice? Two corners for Luton, two goals. And they are less than 50 minutes away from a Wembley playoff final. Oh, it's a terrible mistake from Patterson. He's rolled it in. Jordan Clark has missed an open goal. And he should be 3-0 to Luton. We're at a point in the game now when actually Luton are sitting back. They know that this scoreline gets them to Wembley. That's it! Luton are at Wembley. They are in the playoff final. Luton are 90 minutes away from the Premier League. 2-0 on the night and 3-2 on aggregate. Well, well what, what a night, what an occasion just to see you out there on the pitch. Delighted for you, but can you just tell us your overriding feeling? Um, Really happy, obviously, really, really happy. Really proud of the group of players. Pleased for them. Delighted for the, our fans. Our fan base are they're incredible and they deserve, they deserve this. They deserve a day at Wembley. We've had a few playoff misses. Um, had some dark times fairly recently. Been a lot of good times recently as well on the way back up. But just so pleased for everyone connected to the club. What pleased you the most about tonight's performance? Well, we continue to try and do the right things in that second half and... Sunderland are always going to have moments. They've got really good individuals, um, very good players, and they showed that um, at times tonight, definitely in the second half at their place. 
Um, but what pleased me most is that we limited them to shots from distance. And you know, Ethan's probably had one. He has had one save to make over the course of the night. And over the two games, we've limited them to little. I mean, Diallo's goal was world class. Um, other than that, there's not not been too much. And they're a really talented team. And Tony's got them playing a brilliant brand of football. And what he did is obviously they're playing to their strengths. We have to try and play to ours. So they've got footballers and you know, brilliantly talented players. They've got to try and play that way, otherwise. Um, you know they're not going to play to their strengths so it was probably a clash of styles um, but yeah the, the, the lads were magnificent tonight Great tactical battle out there but just finally from me Rob just, just reflecting on your last 12 months you know when you were at Watford and, and how that finished and you just said there you know you wanted that to be a bit better but can you just explain how you're feeling from a personal point of view in this achievement I feel like we haven't achieved anything yet. I feel like we've gone one step further than last year. And I'm delighted, as I say, for everyone and, and, and all of the people connected to the club. But I just feel like we've got more to go. And, you know, finals are about winning. And whoever we play is going to be a really difficult game. We know that. But, but it's not about getting there and, and not doing the job. So I feel like there's more to, there's more to come. Don't forget, of course, tonight TalkSport brings you live commentary from the Champions League as Man City take on Real Madrid in their semi-final second leg. Here are the thoughts of Pep Guardiola, Guardiola and Carl Walker ahead of this blockbuster encounter. The motion is there and the motion will be high, has to be high in, in, in these games, but uh, this just this is going to beat a team like Real Madrid. We have to... We have a game plan, we have to execute it a little bit better than we did it in the first leg, so we have to adjust something, we have to do it, uh, you know, a little bit better to create more chances or be, you know, our strikers, our people up front, get balls, get more balls in easy, easy position, knowing that the transitions, the ball possession of them, the quality they have in all departments are really, really high, but could not be different. So we play against Real Madrid, semi-final Champions League, we expect the toughest opponents we can face right now in the last years, but that is a, this is a challenge. So we embrace it, we get it and go for it. I think it's big to every one of us in that dressing room. Um, we know the goal is at the end of it. Um, it's a massive week for the club. We've put ourselves in you know, a fairly good situation you know, compared to two months ago and that's in the Premier League, but you know, moving forward into the Champions League to go to the Bernabeu and get a 1-1. Uh, to then bring it to the Etihad, where I think we've been, you know, more than confident, you know, in the last number of years, especially in the Champions League, to go and get a result. I just hopefully we can, you know, go and do that again. Now staying with the Champions League, and Talksport Two brought you commentary of last night's Champions League semi-final second leg as AC Milan looked to come from two goals down against bitter rivals Inter. Here's how that game sounded on Talksport Two. is back in the San Siro with Inter, massive favourite. And then the ball breaks down the left-hand side for Tonali, who's wrestling with Mkhitaryan, he's beaten him, he's got to the byline, he's pulled it back into the box, it's Brahim Diaz! Oh! It's saved down low by Anana, and it's a terrific save, it's a golden chance for Milan. Calabria is broken into the box, and now it's back to Barella, oh, saved beautifully by Magnol. Plays it into Lautaro Martinez, gets it onto his right foot, back into two Inter players, they've given it to Martinez again to finish it! Drives it in at the near post beyond Mike Magnon and sends Inter to Istanbul. In the fierce heat of a derby and the glare of a Champions League semi-final, Inter 
have taken charge and Lautaro Martinez has scored again against the fierce City rivals. Inter are going to the Champions League final. To the sports bar now, said Batman to Robin, with Jamie O'Hara and Jason Gundy. Luton were outstanding, tactically the way they set up, physically all over the pitch. They do not stop running. Their fitness levels are insane. They started the same way the end of the game has started it, closing down high up the pitch. They had no answer, Sunderland. You know, they'd get as far as the edge of the box, and that was it. They just got trapped out. There's no way through, trying to pick their way through. Luton just, they left everything Everything out there. Yeah. Everything. Every single one of those players. Credit to them. They're a difficult side to play against. They're they're a little bit route one at times, but they play on that. And Sunderland just did not know how to live with it. Didn't have a clue how to live with it, mate. So congratulations to them, but the best side won. I think they might have been in League One, maybe even League Two, Jace, at the time when I played them. I was at Wolves and we played them in an FA Cup game. They beat us 2-0 and it was exactly like that. Relentless, like non-stop pressure. The fans behind the, 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 the pitch is tight. And you know, I, I, Sunderland they, they couldn't handle it. No, they couldn't. I remember we we I struggled. It was a tough, tough place to go and get a result. Crowd invasion. If you were, were go back twelve months ago, there was a, a lot of problems at games towards the end of the season. I get that it's high emotion. I get how important that is to the Luton fans. But we saw managers and players getting attacked yeah. last season, well, last and, week, and we don't. Yeah, of course, Eddie Howe had, a, had an altercation, didn't he? But running on the pitch like that. I get it, but let's hope that there's no there's no repercussions that nothing's happened untoward. Yeah, yeah it was um, yeah, it was unsavoury scenes at the end. And Sunderland fans, if you was at the game and you get back in the car, I know lot Luton fans were coming over to to goad you. How did you feel it's about pathetic, it? Because really. it was pathetic, it, you know. Yeah, fair enough, coming and run on the pitch, and you want to hug the players that have you know got you to a player final. We're going over to go the other team and the fans. It's just going to end in disaster, in my opinion. Gooded, but immensely proud. Been watching at my parents. Sadly, oh. I've got to drive home to Newcastle to a house full of Newcastle fans now. Oh, oh my God. Keith! So Keith, what are you going to do now? He's going to drive around for a couple of hours, wait for the family to go to bed. <laughs> No, I've got my instructions. I've got to pick a takeaway up, and um, then I'm oh, just going to in. Pick a takeaway? They're not even getting you a takeaway. They're rubbing your nose in it, uh, Keith, already. So not only are they know. just going to absolutely give it to you when you get through the door, you've got to drive around I'm, getting I'm, a takeaway. What, what, what have yeah. they ordered? What's a typical Chinese order in your household? Uh, well, they actually like the chicken omelettes and chips from the Chinese, so that's what they're picking up. Chicken For me... Hold on. Yeah, for me, for me, hold on, hold on, you've my mind. What? Chicken omelet and chips? I didn't know that's a thing. I mean, the chicken omelets. Have you had a chicken omelet? A, a, a Chinese? No. It is good. What do you mean? What chicken omelet? It's a chicken omelet. It's got peas in it, and it, they put it in like it is. Who's good. they? <laughs> <laughs> Who's they? Well, Chinese takeaway. So this is a thing. You this can go a to thing. a chicken. You can go to a Chinese restaurant and order a chicken omelet yes. and chips. Yes. And that's a thing. It is, it is a thing, yeah. You didn't know this. Never. Never. What? Chicken and chips. Time to check in with White and Jordan. And referees Chief Howard Webb told the team that the behaviour of managers and players towards match officials this season has not been good enough and that a stronger approach is needed to try and address the issue. He also revealed why VAR audio cannot be played live on air just yet. Player behaviour, technical area behaviour has de- has declined over time. I think that's the reason why we've got some 
uh, people, a group, a working group, a participant behaviour working group, looking at the moment at how we can take some real steps to change the trend in terms of the behaviour. But we're going to be right, the, right at the front line of that. Our officials are going to be at the front line mm-hmm. dealing with players who are surrounding them, ensuring that, that coaches in the technical area that, that behave in an unacceptable way that sets a really bad example are dealt with strongly. At the moment, we're in a world where quite often our officials, and I did this myself when I was on the field, will take a conciliatory approach. We'll try to play things down. We'll, we'll try to not overreact. We don't want to ruin the game in that moment by taking strong action that might send a team down to 10 men that then changes the balance of a game because of some reaction from a player. If it's a bad tackle, two-footed lunge, fine, no problem. But if it's something that is you know, more related to behaviour... Officials for some time have taken quite a conciliatory approach and we need to change. We need to we need to take stronger action consistently and I think we're going to see that coming into to next year because I sense, I don't know if you guys get the same feeling, that there's a, a feeling within the game that it's time for change in that respect, that we need to focus on this great product that's on the field, yeah. the game, and not some of the, the circus that happens elsewhere. Last night was a, a first step. You know, we've not heard this before anywhere. It's the, I mean, we, we, we've not seen it in any of the big European leagues where the VAR audio has been played out post-game in this way. We're not able to do it live at the moment, in-game. At the, at the moment, uh, the International FA Board and FIFA don't allow that. Maybe that will change. We're, I'm part of a working group looking to see if we can get the, uh, the opportunity to play audio out live. But at the moment, we can't. So we're doing the next best thing. We're playing it out afterwards. It's a step in the right direction, we think. What are the we, objections to playing it out live? I think they feel that the, the programme's still fairly new. I think they, they feel it's still in its infancy. Um, officials are still developing the way to communicate with each other. I think they're always aware of the need to um, think about how skilled officials are at communicating in something that's pretty new and ensuring that they maintain their kind of levels of credibility. I think that's understandable. Bearing in mind as well, around the world... People are at different stages of this journey. You know, we've been here for, what, four or five years now in the Premier League and Major League Soccer, it's six years. In Germany, it's six. Some countries are just coming online now. And if we're going to play out live, then there's an expectation it's done everywhere in the world. So I think there's a, there's a feeling globally that, you know, to be clear, we're pushing this. We want, yes. we want as yeah. much information out as possible. Last night was the first step. We, uh, we picked a selection of clips that showed a range of types of incidents because there is some kind of misunderstanding about the basic processes that, that are applied. Yeah. But we fully understand this is a bold move and we fully understand that once you draw that curtain back and open that box, it's open and we have to show everything. To the Breakfast Show now on Laura Woods and Ali McCoy. We're joined by Talk TV presenter and celebrity gooner Piers Morgan. Piers joined the show to talk about Arsenal bottling their best chances to win a league in 19 years after their humiliating defeat to Brighton at the weekend. Arsenal nil, Brighton three, and this, you feel, is where Arsenal's title challenge comes to an end. I don't know what it was, but that performance against Brighton was absolutely pathetic. I'm sorry, you're chasing for the title, even if you've got a tiny sniff of the title, and you do that at home to Brighton, who just got beaten 5-1 at home by Everton. I thought it was truly pathetic. I just think the way that we've gone about our business in the in the business end of a season, 2-0 up against West Ham, and we don't win. 2-0 up against Liverpool, and we don't win. We don't even turn up at Manchester City. We get stuffed at home by Brighton. We go 2-0 down in 10 minutes to Southampton, who are the worst team in the league. It's like, really? Really, this was it. We had a chance to win the title. So 
Yes, I'm going to praise the team for coming on so brilliantly since last season. This time last year, it was awful. And we've come on such a long way. And credit to Arteta, credit to the players. But the last few weeks have been incredibly disappointing. The truth is that I'm afraid, <clears throat> I don't care what Arsenal fans who are trying to justify this or excuse it. And I've heard all the stuff, you know, with the youngest squad along with Southampton, who, by the way, got relegated. So why boast about having the youngest squad? Um, you know, that we we got tired, even though we were playing one tournament and City were in everything. It's like, really? Tiredness? Um, I've heard all the excuses. The truth is, we bottled it. There's no other way to describe what has happened in the last few weeks. We were eight points clear. We had eight games to go. Actually, we should have won the league. And I will always believe that. And this might be the best chance we get, by the way, because I think, uh, as I've been listening to your show this morning, a lot of teams are going to be strengthening. And they already are. You can see Liverpool improving yep. by, the, by the minute. So I think next season will be ferociously competitive. There could be seven or eight teams competing for that top four. And this was our chance. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And staying with the breakfast team, they were joined by former Leicester City midfielder Neil Lennon. Lennon joined the show to discuss the Foxes' deepening relegation worries after their 3-0 defeat against Liverpool on Monday night. There's the full-time whistle. Listen to those boos. The Leicester fans stayed just to do that, I think. Exactly two years ago, Leicester City were having one of the best days in their history. Tonight, the darkness is descending. Relegation to the Championship is coming ever closer. Nothing is settled in defeat to Liverpool, but it's getting so close you can smell it. Leicester City nil, Liverpool 3. We started the game off quite well, you know, they were shot in the tackle. But as soon as the first goal went in, you could just see the confidence ebb away, and it ended up being pretty comfortable for for Liverpool last night. And that's I think that's been the story of the season, really. Defensively, right. they've never had a you know consistent back four. You know the likes of Madison, you know Telemans, a couple of other players. They're they're not going to hang around and, and play in the championship. You know I think they'll be not only for financial reasons but for footballing reasons. There'll be big changes. There'll be for me a big rebuild. You know if they are in the championship. 
But what they need to do is to stop, you know, stop the bleeding in games. I mean, even against Everton with the drew 2 2 at home, they, they played okay, Coisty, but they looked so vulnerable at times. I mean, Calvert Lewin could have had a hat trick that night if it wasn't for the goalkeeper. I wouldn't have got rid of Brendan, to be honest mm. with you. I think that they needed that sort of, all right, the results weren't great, but I think he would have been the one to, you know, keep them up. Um, and that's not being disrespectful to anybody else who, who would have come in. You're right, you have no investment in the summer at all. January, they brought in a couple of centre-halves. But that's not sort of solved the problem, really. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one. These Andy Gosling TalkSport daily podcasts out. First thing in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.